0: Can you hear Ramon Foster sitting there oh, just my, waiting my to be brought into the conversation? He yeah. ain't doing nothing but, ain't doing nothing but
1: like I I know know right now because my dog. Ain't doing nothing but a little snicker, snicker, snicker. A little ha-ha-ha. And, 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 I know him, boy. Big old green you know. on his face. I'm talking <laughs> big old green. And he's thinking, how can I jump in this conversation and add my little that's 2 cents
2: to it? That's all I was wondering, man. That's all I was wondering, okay? I was like, okay, well, when do I do I was like, double-dutch. And I don't know how to do it, but I know the motion of double-dutch, okay? Like, when do I go?
0: That's all I'm saying. Double Dutch. That's all I'm saying, man. So, do you, what do you think? Like, if Slade broke into programming on 92Q, do you think that, that like they would be like, damn it, Slay, you're fired? Or do you think <laughs> they'd be like, man, that was great, Slay, good job? Yeah.
2: Man, they'd be like, man, get your butt here. I don't know why you're talking sports. Come talk to us. That's what they would say. That's <laughs> so we'll what this. they would say. That's what no. You know what? If he went down to the country music station or to the talk station, yeah. they yeah. would say the same thing. Yeah. What no. My boy, no. And I get what, Savage? All I need is a
1: little short little stint. I don't need them about a cool little (laughs) seven minute segment, man. And I'm gonna get in and I'm gonna get on up out of there. I got two song limits on any station: Rock, Country, R and B, Rap, Soul, Politics, uh, Don't Matter. Yeah, it's just seven minutes, man. That's all I got now. I go past seven minute mark, somebody got to carry me out of there because I'm gonna do something
2: wrong. Two song limits. That's about that's about how it sounded on, on in Knoxville
0: up on the hill, too. About <laughs> seven minutes,
2: you come find me, and if you don't find me, something wrong. So I'm that's, wrong. that's
0: usually the yee-yee call. That's yee-yee! <laughs> Ramon Foster. <laughs> J. Barton Ramon, you can hear him weekday 6 to 10 right here on 104.5. So, now, uh, I don't know what to think about this. Cincinnati Bengals defensive end Sam Hubbard said his team's run to the championship is in memory of Harambe. Remember that guy? Uh, You know, like, I don't... See, he the
2: said really? that, and all them things. you know they shot Harambe. <laughs> don't, <laughs> the don't
0: be beloved like that and get shot at the end. He wanted to. On, all them. He, they want to <laughs> honor Harambe. On, they were talking about it on a podcast. The late gorilla on uh, as the team's hero. <laughs> it's so. It's so many people they can honor, and I'm
2: gonna be real. My bad, Peter. Okay, I do not need y'all adding <laughs> me on Twitter because I bet they shot Harambe. But what I'm saying is this.
0: Oh, we're it's quoting this. that, Y'all by the know way. I'm not playing. I'm about to quote that.
2: <laughs> y'all know I'm not playing. Like, Cincinnati, like, now y'all going too far with the comedy. Like, between Quinn <laughs> Spain and between Eli Apple and now uh, Sam Hubbard, I'm thinking to myself, like, be cool, enjoy the show, practice all of this weekend, just do it for the city. Like, mm-hmm. hey, man, forget the gorilla. Like, man, you know how long your city has been dead? Forget like, the gorilla. Like, do it for so, those people. Rock. Ron and I know some people that cried, okay? Yes. The twins. Yes. They do it for them.
1: The people have cried. Yeah, Cincinnati fans. Like it's it's a Well,
0: so for those that don't know, the Harambe was the gorilla <sighs> that was uh, shot and killed by a zoo worker after a three year old boy climbed into the enclosure. That was in twenty sixteen. So but here's this is just another example of Cincinnati being loose, man. And I don't know like Science talking about them on social media going crazy about how good they are. Uh-huh. They are. They are. And like, you know what, again, like
2: as as long as they have been who they have been and anybody know me know I'm a joke and talk bad about two organizations. That's the Cleveland Browns and that's the Cincinnati Bengals. Mm-hmm. I, like they can catch a stray at any point in time in my <laughs> playing career and retirement when it comes down to what I got to say about them. And because of that, they've heard that from me. They've heard that from Baltimore players. They've heard it from their own fans. They've gotten close to taste in the championship when they almost beat us in twenty fifteen and just couldn't close the deal. So like they deserve to to, you know, pop their stuff as the kids like to say these days. <laughs> yeah. And I don't blame them. And Brent, truth be told, if that was Nashville and it was the Titans, guess what they will be doing? The exact same thing. So I, I don't it, blame anybody who's on that team this week at least, because next next week you gotta tighten it down. Uh up until like next Wednesday, they can talk all the crap that they want to. But starting Wednesday on through Saturday, Wednesday—I mean Wednesday, Friday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday—that's when they gotta lock it down um, because that's when it gets real serious. Brent, Ron, Don, listeners, there is no—that's <laughs> no our, our surf shop.
0: Mm-hmm. Brent, Ron, Don, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> there is no—I I, don't—I don't know about the NBA Finals. I don't know about the the Stanley Cup. I don't know about you know the World Series. But for a person that's gone to the Super Bowl and you realize how big that event is, you realize how much they played that event up, all the superstars coming in, the logistics of getting everything right, I it is a celebration. I want that for this city. I want that for friends that I know. Mm-hmm. Like, because there's nothing like it. Absolutely nothing like it.
0: So pretty much you you will never go through the state of Ohio, is what I'm reading from this. <laughs>
2: know, <laughs> when
0: I drove home, that was the one place I was worried about right there. <laughs> I love it. So, so, so we had Taylor LeWan on yesterday, and he said a lot of um, really uh, introspective things and honest things. and And so one of the questions that we asked him was, because he was talking about his contract and how easy it would be for the Titans to walk away from that deal. Um, Mm -hmm. and so we, we asked him how hard would it be to put on another team's uniform? And he said, so hard. I don't know that I would, which, which I thought was an interesting response, but you've been there, right? Like, so toward the end of your career, would you have ever entertained the idea of playing for another organization?
2: If. It was around year seven, eight, which is why I think Taylor is. Mm-hmm. I, I think I would entertain it. Yeah. When I got to, like, nine, ten, and eleven, it was like, okay, like, I, I'm I'm a stealer. Like, I want one home. Like, I'm willing to take less to stay here. And the thing about Taylor, he, he's supposed to say that. Taylor LeJuan, he's supposed to say that. But what he don't want is to think people that, that he don't want the business side to lowball him because of his statements. Like, well, he's only going to stick with. Um, he's only going to stick with the Titans because, that's, you know, that's what he said. I think he should have said, man, look, I would love to stick it out here, and I really can't see myself being anywhere else. But if the business take over, I got to continue my career on. Because
0: yeah. the thing about Taylor
2: is this. He has a lot of cash. he ha- He's played a lot. He's got the accolades. People know who he is. And truth be told, he's got the other business ventures with busting with the boys, so he can not play again. But mm-hmm. I think me knowing him, hearing him talk on Ryan Clark's The Pivot, he loves ball, and I think that's the reason why he want to finish it out here. Because he always mentioned when he came in 2014 how this team was, and compared to where it is now, the ball player in him, though, y'all, I don't see him just hanging it up. Right, and that's, if, it, that's, if it did come to that,
0: that's what's interesting to me about him is that, like, you most most football players, coaches, in any athlete or coach, whatever, would have given you an answer that you probably could write out yourself, but he went at yeah. it from a different way he went at a, at a different way and that's why i think he's thinking that he's probably going to get released and he's throwing it out there uh that look man i don't make that much money compared to other tackles in the league and i you know yeah. i'd be willing to stay and play for a little bit less you know what like that's how i took that which maybe that's not the message but i you know i thought he went went a different way than most people would have there
2: he did, and I, I. And this is the thing, though, too. My my, my union side, my PA side, tells me, "Hailer, go get your money." Yeah. Okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, everything that's out there, go get it. And you know, again, on the on the fan side and and just the business side too. One of the things my my friends in the league have told me is like, "Mo, you don't understand what it what it means for you to just be at one organization." He's like, "Man, I've been in three, four organizations. Like, I don't know who I am. Like, as far as like my identity, who am I? Am I a uh, – you know, am I a charger? Am I a Bronco? Am I, you know, a cowboy? You know, like with me, I got one place I want to go. And I think, especially for offensive linemen, because we don't necessarily get the love as far as like when a running back or quarterback or receiver goes back because our names don't get called, you do kind of want to have an attachment. I think with him, he is a Titan through and through. You know, like what Tom Brady did for Tampa, they're going to love and respect him forever. But I think in his heart, he is a, a, a Patriot, but Tampa going to claim him too. With Taylor, I think he wants to be here and be a Titan.
1: And you know what um, Savage, it, it
2: gets a little sticky. I, I thought
1: he put out there also to get the, to let the fans know during that, um, during that interview that man, I'm wanting to be in Nashville. I am a Nashvilleian in 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 so many words. You know what I'm saying? I, I came up with this city. The team came up. When I when I got here, I saw it in the dirt, and now here we yep. are winning 12 games. But I, that made me go back and look at some of the archives um of our conversations before, and I, I looked at one of the screenshots that one, when you were going through negotiations, and you tell me <laughs> how this made you feel, going through the negotiations, and one of the fans said, if Ramon really wants to be here, the money shouldn't matter at all. Uh, like like how <laughs> how do you how, how do you separate that the love for the city but at the same time knowing that man i i do have to like i gotta get paid for it
2: yeah yeah it's a, it's a double-edged sword because that should be the reason why but you, like that's the thing about football or just sports in general man the fans are always gonna side with the team because they've seen another guy walking here and wear a Taylor seventy seven. Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh has seen somebody wear seventy-three. But the team stays the same. So the loyalty is to the team unless they fall in love with you. And that's what that's where, you know, it kind of gets confusing on the fan side when you talk when players talk about the money. It's because point. truth be told, yeah. you're gonna judge me on saying I need to get paid, but on the other side of that These owners are making how much off of each person? Right. You know, they might be making 10 million a person or more. Mm -hmm. I mean, they get cut a check at the end of the year for a quarter of a billion, but they don't talk about that because they only
0: announce the player's contract. Yeah. And some owners don't care if they win or not because they're just (laughs) cashing checks. I mean, that's the reality of the situation. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It is. No, I mean I, that, don't I, I, on, Beth, I don't know. I've heard. it. believe that. I can't believe it. I've heard, I've heard. I know who you're competitive, and I am too. Who isn't okay with losing? Here, who's a, okay with losing? Here's a, here's another angle, Savage, and I, I thought I thought I thought this was a good point too. Here's the thing: I don't think a lot of people think about. It, it sounds great, and it's romantic. That guy loves city yeah. and team, so he'll take less money. But you guys are under pressure from the mm-hmm. PA. To take as yeah. much as you possibly can, so I think that's why contracts end up the way they go, and that's why players end up leaving sometimes because no there is pressure from that side
2: it is Trent, and like Taylor has a great point, like man, I got a very team friendly uh contract at twelve thirteen million dollars a year, but guess what the average market is It's like fifteen sixteen right seventeen eighteen for the top tier guys, like the thing about Taylor if he take a hometown deal. You're going to have a guy that I know in free agency, right, that's coming up this year Is going to be hot at him because mm. they're going to say, Taylor took this. So now we got to bring the market down. It drives what, what the price Trent down. Yep. Did, yeah, what Trent Williams has done is raise the market and say, hey, come pay for us. Another guy who I know, like, when I saw him get paid, I saw other right tackles be like, yep, that's what I'm searching for. Jack Conklin. Mm. To get a right tackle deal the way he did, I think making like $16 million a year, right tackles were averaging like single digits. Yeah. Because nobody valued them. And for Jack Conklin to raise that price, you got right tackles now that show them, look, we're important now. Bob Miller, he rushes off of my side. You know, like mm. there's there's trench monsters that are running down right tackle faces, but you guys only pay the left side. So when Jack got his payday, it was like, yep, it's time to raise the bar. Trench so monster Taylor takes it down. It. Oh, <laughs> Darren, well, Aaron Donald, when yeah. I say that, you trench monster. Yeah, oh yeah,
0: no <laughs> doubt. Here's the example that maybe people can relate to. It's like when you sell your house for more than you paid for it, right? Like you're driving up the property value in your neighborhood, especially if you're moving from, like, L.A. and you used to play in Green Bay yeah. and you're moving to Brentwood. It's like when Ramon Foster moved to Nashville, we should have been all over Twitter going, Ramon's playing for the Titans. <laughs> like Aaron? Aaron? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Or George Kittle is Brad Willis, who used to work here and and run this place. Said George Kittle lives in in Nashville. He's going to play for the Titans.
2: Yeah, you got to follow the clues, Brent. I saw you break that about two weeks ago
0: about Aaron Rodgers being. Well, him, man. it's just he he that whole real estate deal happened a long time ago, and he he bought yeah. he bought a lot. And he's building a house, and that had nothing to do with football. It, that's the point right there. Right. It had nothing yeah. to do with football. It was going to happen regardless. Right. Now, does that mean yeah. that the Titans won't talk to him? I have no idea on that part of it. They should talk to him if they're doing their due diligence. Like, right, but the financials may right. get in the way of that because exactly. of the $24 <laughs> million they would owe t- t- uh, Tannehill and the $40 million that Aaron Rodgers would want. So, I. The, this is the the thing I thought about. You
2: know, everybody's salivating over Aaron Rodgers being here too. Like, I heard LaJuan speak yesterday. And he spoke about, you know, what Ryan has done. And at the end of the day, I know business have no feelings. You just put it in the computer and you just let the feelings go aside as far as what you want in a team. Like, there's a guy that's seeing fans say, man, I want Aaron Rodgers because simply he's building a house here. Now, at the end of the day, Ryan Tannehill is probably seeing or hearing it, or somebody saying, like, there's a rumor going around. Like, the human side of it, I know fans don't care, but a guy like Ryan is probably, like, ticked off about that in a sense. Like, and I know nobody cares, but nobody wants to hear somebody just because they're moving to the city that, look, we need to go start courting this guy. And I know we don't talk radio, and that's what we're supposed to do, but like you said, Brent, him moving here has nothing to do with
0: football. No. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I th- I think the way that I said it was like th- that was more of a 3 HO clue thing. Like I was like, yeah, I was like, uh, uh, cause people brought up Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. And my response was, well, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers really loves Nashville. Trust me. And so, yeah. you know, I, I don't know. I know lots of real estate agents. So, uh, I hear things like that, but, um, but it, it had nothing I, to do with I football. Can I also point this out? Like Aaron Rodgers saying that he'd be interested in talking to the tight. Well, I, yeah, no no, I have no idea. N- I mean, But why wouldn't you? No, Shiano, <laughs> Sherlock. Why wouldn't he be interested in talking to every single <laughs> right. team that could be a Super Bowl contender at one point? Because like, of course he's going to be interested.
2: Interesting. The, the more people he talks to, the more his price goes up. Exactly.
0: Mm. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah
2: that's the thing about hey. negotiating man if i got one now give me two and three then we start negotiating that's like right. let's be real at the end of the day like it's a business too yeah
0: this is america man capitalism <laughs> yeah. america jack
2: you it's get america one, jack you
0: get one offer to get the next offer hell yeah yes yeah, sir <laughs> at ramo foster hey thanks for, for taking some time between uh man, baseball oh, things
2: Man, we went in there. We got some good work in, guys. You know, working you out up. some kinks and stuff like that. But, again, I just want to tell y'all, yesterday's interview with Taylor was by far one of the best I've heard. And truth be told, I hadn't heard him like that. The charismatic side, the way you guys had him engaging and really just unbutting his shirt, it was, it was some cool stuff. And I know people kind of just, you know, they feel a certain way about him. But me even hearing him yesterday, I'm like, all right, this this dude just a dude, and and one thing that I I said, and I was just like, you know, Taylor might be the show, but he's no clown, you know, like he plays the role, but he's no clown at what he does and how he do it too. So yeah. I, I I gained more respect from him by the way y'all interviewed him and how he carried himself throughout that.
0: Oh, thanks, man. Uh, yeah, we got a lot of messages from people that were like, I didn't like that guy, but how can you not? Like I mean, yeah. he's that honest and open. Like, he, like he said, I just am who I am, and I'm I'm yeah. comfortable in my own skin to know who I am, and that's mm-hmm. a good place to be.
2: Oh, yeah. it was awesome, man. I, I know I'm going over, guys. I appreciate y'all having me. Oh, you're good, man. You can go yeah, over go anytime, you anytime, it, anytime man. On, man. You you do, man. You act like you're not really in charge yeah. here. Come yeah. on, man. Turn into a polite speech. <laughs> Our, our, our guy's on I, our PD is on IR right now. Like, he can come see us.
0: Yeah, that's, that's right. That's <laughs> true. I know. He might want to check the 92Q studio. Thanks, man. At <laughs> no yeah. right. Ramon Foster on Twitter.